<laughs> I think you should get him. I have one. Like Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. Uh, my name is TJ. My buddy is Colin and Dan. As always, guys, how are we doing tonight? What's up? Uh, definitely better this week, I'd say. Yeah. Anything Living in particular? Anything in particular uh, makes you feel better? Nah, just just kind of feeling good. That's good. That's good, man. All right. You know, as always, guys, please subscribe. Uh, write us a review if you want. If you have any questions, shoot us an email. Big Blue United Podcast at gmail.com. I uh, want to give another shout out to the knockarounds today. Uh, great sunglasses. We're going to give 25% off if you use the code uh, Big Big Blue 25 knockaround.com. That goes until Christmas. So, you know, I'm going to buy my brother a pair of uh, sunglasses for Christmas because I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say that because he hates brother. football. Well, that's right. Brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, also uh, don't forget to follow Big Blue United on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dan. Tell me, tell me about some Gettleman stuff this week. What's up? Yeah, G- Gettleman was a little erratic this week. He, you know, he he he's out there. He's doing stuff, and it was strange. He was first. He like started off posting just like a bunch of leaks, uh, links to like what must be like some presidential fan fiction about uh, uh, like constitutional travesty of the uh, Pennsylvania election. Uh, I don't know what that was about. It seems sort of far fetched. And then all of a sudden, he he just popped this this tweet up. He goes, "I won this draft." Buy a lot, and it was all in caps, so you know he's serious about it. So he was on a bit of a ride this week. Gettleman, yeah. that is. Well, it's because we won, so he thinks all the picks hit. So yeah, yeah, beating beating the Redskins for the second time this year proves that he won the draft. It's, it's not a false equivalency or anything. I'm just trying to be a, just trying to be an advocate for the football team. I don't think they should change that name. I love that name. You keep going back. I don't know what's up with that. I like I like hearing you say the football team because like <laughs> if it was any other situation, that would refer to the Giants since this is a Giants podcast. But it can't be. It's an actual team called the football team. <laughs> football team. All it right, doesn't even look. register that I don't say the proper name. I, I just I don't know how you guys expect me to not call them by their awful original name. You I know, know. without Whatever. concerted effort, I, it doesn't even cross my mind right now. It's bad. I know it doesn't really matter, I guess. But uh, okay, so I know last week we recorded during the Bucks game, so we didn't really get a chance to kind of do our roundup on there. And then obviously we had the win against the football team this week. So in in lieu of kind of just focusing on one game, um, we'll do like a little bit of uh, our thoughts on on the season so far. And and, and joining us today is uh, the founder of Big United, Ian. What's up, Ian? How you doing, man? Good. I'm good. Always better coming off a win. That's for sure. Definitely. All right. So, um, you know, if we want to just uh, talk about the season, you know, Ian, where, where are you at right now? Where do you, where do you see this team, um, where they stand? What, what do you think it has improved? What do you think needs to be improved? You know, what are just your general thoughts on the year so far? I think the, the thing I'm happiest right now in the last two weeks specifically is Andrew Thomas. Uh, hmm. Those first few weeks, were an absolute disaster. I mean, I had Eric Flowers vibes just coming back and it was destroying me emotionally, everything. (laughs) And these last two weeks, the way he just, he shut down Chase Young yesterday and it was beautiful. And just to see him and Parrott and Lemieux, just the whole O-line is progressing um, over these last two weeks, and maybe it's because they happen to face the the Redskins of all teams. And I know their line is D line is usually good, but they played well. Um, so that I'm I'm pleased about the growth there, and hopefully that continues. 
two and seven is really unfortunate, but should any Giants fan be shocked? No. I'm mostly surprised that the Eagles continue to, to falter overall and just can't get away from the rest of the division with Dak out for the year. So as surprising as it is, this week versus the Eagles is actually a meaningful game. The Giants are currently third for, have the third pick in the draft and are one and a half, two games out of first place in the division. It's, it's something that has never happened before in NFC East history at this point in time. And like, do they deserve to be in the division contention? Absolutely not. But this is where we are, and I hope they find a way to pull it out. But they're, they have a tough road ahead. They have the Ravens. They have this, uh, they've already had to play the Steelers. They have the Cardinals. They have Browns, no OBJ. Um, so it's not going to be an easy road in the Seahawks. So, um, but it all starts with the Eagles. And if we can find a way to win this game, Giants fans are going to have an emotional roller coaster uh, coming soon. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I just I want a little bit of an aside. I just thought of something. Speaking of the Eagles, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, does he look like Shrek to anybody else, or is it just? Me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the nose. I, I can see it. <laughs> Take a look at a picture of him. He wears green. It's like a whole. It's he. It's a whole vibe. It's a Shrek vibe that he's he's got. <laughs> he certainly plays like a doofus. So <laughs> I, I read a really fun statistic today that um, the Eagles actually have a statistically better chance of winning the NFC East than the Steelers do. The AFC North and the Steelers are undefeated. <laughs> That's how bad the AF, the NFC East is. Wow. that How is that even possible? Uh, yeah. I mean, when you have a bunch of terrible teams and, and they... I mean, and, you know, I think going back to the schedule, too, there, it is a tough road, but everybody else is, you know, playing the same AFC teams and playing each other a yeah. lot. They have similar schedules. So in terms of the scheduling, I think the Giants have every chance in the world to come out and win next week and, you know, springboard off that. And then they have the, you know, the, a bye, get healthy, come back and play the Bengals, who are not a great team either. It's totally possible. Um you know, Dan, what do you, what are your thoughts so far on the year and, and the line and, and everything that we were just discussing, really? Um, I think, I don't know, to look back at this past weekend, I think if the Giants can figure out a way to play the Redskins like up to 10 times a year, we, we'd probably be like a, a 10 <laughs> and 6 team. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is what, five wins in his career and four of them are against the Redskins? That's right. Yeah. Or, the, or the football team? That's right. Yep. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, again, I think, I think the Giants are a lot better team than their record shows. I think they've played pretty well uh, against almost everyone, they, uh, except for that, that weird San Francisco game yeah. where they got destroyed by basically the third teamers on San Francisco that maybe it's just they can't go against really well-coached teams or something like that. But um, I guess my biggest takeaway is I think – I think the roster is bad, but I think uh, the coaching is really good. I think Joe Judge is probably a good coach, which is awesome. And I think Patrick Graham is a good coach as well. Yeah. Um, the players are playing really hard. It seems like they're having fun despite the circumstances. Um, and they're making something out of literally nothing. I really, um, you know, I, I wouldn't go as far as, as what Ian said to say 
he's feeling good about Andrew Thomas right now, but I'm feeling good about the offensive line. I think somehow the shuffling and keeping people in and out is, is, is starting to create some sort of uh, effective offensive line. They're rushing the ball. Uh, Wayne Gallman had a, you know, a relatively decent day for a Giants running back. Um, that meaning uh, last week against Tampa Bay and, and this week against the Redskins. Um, and I think there there's some useful talent on the offensive line, but they're making something out of nothing. And, and I and I think having the coaching staff in position right now is the biggest takeaway because I'm looking forward to seasons to come. Um, yeah. And if that's in place and we have you know a really good coach, then we can come overcome a lot of deficiencies from the front office. What's the the new Gallman nickname that you came up with, Dan? What is uh, it? Yeah. So we, we, you pitched uh, Gallman to God. Yeah. And then we said, maybe what about um, Gall God the Ball God? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we were talking. We were talking with the Peach uh, yesterday. He just said, "Why don't we just call him Wayne Ballman?" Oh, just Ballman. Wayne Harry <laughs> the Ballman. Wayne, Wayne yeah. Ballman. I like that. I like that. <laughs> what happened to Wayne Train? Yeah. I mean, that's the one I saw. Wayne Train mostly. I mean, it's, it's good. good. I mean. I, we got to make it weirder and less accessible to the masses. Because yeah. no one's jumping on this. That's the, this, <laughs> this, this is going to be a personal. Uh... I like how, ever, how quickly everyone just forgot Saquon even existed. <laughs> well, well, that goes back to my theory, guys. Running yeah, backs running don't backs matter. don't matter. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. they do sometimes. But th- that being said, you know, the Giants like totally had the, no running game when Saquon was on the team. And then I think they've had over 100 yards the last four games and even though daniel jones is your leading rusher that's still cool i know it's a committee with lewis and goleman and alf and back from the dead alfred morris for whatever reason hey, he had a pretty good game he, he had he a pretty good Jones's game rest. he was running some people over too i saw him he like, was. jack up one dude on the sideline yeah. yeah he's been the best running back in each of the two games he's played our yeah. team <laughs> or the opposing team yesterday, i think he averaged over seven yards a carry I mean, if that doesn't tell you what the offensive line has and how far it's improved in these just these two games, I don't know what will. With with someone like Alfred Morris showing up, yeah, like, yeah. it's 2001 Alfred Morris. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's still driving that, like, 1989 Civic that he had? Remember that story a couple weeks ago? <laughs> it's like, oh, he's a, he's an NFL player, but he's still driving his first car, and they, like, like made the, it a big deal. Oh, no, that was a Gio Bernard, too. Remember in the oh, Hard yeah. Knocks, he had, like, the, the Ford Windstar uh, <laughs> and minivan. And Eli was, was driving a Camry. Got make Free. It, For, or a Sequoia. <laughs> over $10 million a year driving a yeah. driving a Toyota. Good for him. You know that, Why pay I, I, for it? It's too bad nobody told him that uh, Toyota also makes Lexus. It's the same company. Unfortunately. <laughs> too bad for Eli. <laughs> Actually, I just watched the SNL with him as the host. It, it, it's, oh, it's not so good. good. It's not good. Oh, it's, I mean, it was funny when it came out. It's sure, but like, he, he's not, a, he, you know, he's clearly not an actor. But no. either way, obviously. Not like his brother, anyway. That's true. By the way, did anyone see Cooper Manning doing, like, a silly interview of DK Metcalf where he had, like, a pacifier and, like, being, what is that? I don't know why he's he's doing like quasi commentary now. Is it old misconnection? He was on the pregame with uh, with uh, Jay Glazer. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I saw that. Yeah, interesting. Wearing a flight suit. Can we discuss for a quick moment that the Giants might have the best cornerback in the NFL and the worst cornerback in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I that this morning that. 
Yadam, or however you pronounce his name, there's a perfect QB rating throwing his way yesterday. And uh, Alex Smith, I'm pretty sure, had well almost 200 yards passing towards him. Oh. I, I just That just blew my, Oof, blew my mind. That's rough. That's a huge position of need for the Giants as cornerback. But, yeah, I mean, Bradbury is – I'm going to say he's playing all pro level right now. Oh, he, yeah. What is he? Tied sure. for – Tied for fifth in the league in interceptions, close to that. I mean, it, the yeah, the defense is has been good. I think that's one of the, the really positives of, the, of, the, of this team. I mean, I know mm-hmm. they're not the best ranked defense, but they've been on the field a lot and they've been asked to do a lot. And I think they've really come through. I love Patrick Graham. Yeah. I think he's a great defense. I love how he changes things around. I love the, the different schemes adjustments. Yeah, I love him reading about, you know, coming up with a play in his sleep and installing it for like the two hours before the game starts and the defense being able to execute it too. And the one I, I really wanted to mention, you know, we gave Leonard Williams a lot of crap before this season <laughs> he's started. He's playing great and it's infuriating he is, almost. He's one of the best players on the defense. He leads the, leads the team with five sacks, seven tackles for a loss. I mean, maybe we should pay saying, him $30 million a year. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Did Leonard Williams hate? has nothing to do with Leonard Williams. Like, that's the thing. Uh, Giants fans want Leonard Williams to perform, and they're thrilled that he is. But it's it's more just they can't get around, and neither can I, the fact that he was traded for a yes. third-round pick when he could have just simply been signed. Yep. Could Would he have been signed? We don't know. But that third-round pick will always just be there. But with that said, he has been a legitimate impact player on defense. Yeah. And Giants have four impact players this season between him Tomlinson, Bradbury, and Martinez. Yep, like they yep, are yep. legitimate Pro Bowl, all pro caliber players on defense, and it's shown. And they've kept the Giants in games, and hopefully that play will continue. Yeah. Yeah. Tomlinson even looked you, great even again. The safeties are yep. good. Yeah. To, yeah. I mean, Dexter Lawrence, too. You can't forget him. He's, he's really coming up. And I mean, Peppers had the best game of his, uh, you know, of the season last this week. And Logan Ryan, of course, has been a great pickup. I wish they signed him to more to a, than a one year deal. But, oh, I mean, if you have McKinney coming back, he's an exciting guy, too, that we haven't even gotten to see yet. Who knows what his ceiling is? It, you know, people say a lot of good things about him. So I'm excited to see him, too. I, I would like to note that Evan Ingram did make a nice catch in the end zone. He did. But he still is not very good at football. No. And he, it wasn't well, even just the drop. It was the offensive pass interference, yeah. too, and both oh, in both in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. They've been called on a lot of pick plays this year. They, they need to clean that up. That's maybe the third penalty for a pick play. And, and I think the other two negated one. I know one negated a touchdown. I, and I think the other one negated a huge play too. Just didn't want him to get away. Scott free. Also have to add that I, even though Tate a couple weeks ago made a tremendous touchdown in the fourth versus the Bucks, I didn't miss him at all. Austin Mack, man. Where'd he here. come from? Austin, I mean, Austin Mack plays his heart out every single play and i just yeah. honestly have not seen that from tate i think he's just honestly checked out when his yeah. when he when he thinks his team doesn't have a shot to make the playoffs or to be a legitimate impact he's not playing all out it just he he falls down every time he catches the ball yeah. he's he's afraid to get hit and mac is going all out and yeah. I, I love what i've seen for him so far yeah i think he's going to get some more playing time for sure He's gonna. He has That's to. That's where Tate is best. Is yards well, after t- the catch. T- he's t- not t- gonna t- go t- for t- that. Then I think you cut him. I think he brings the morale of the team down. I think he's bad for the locker room. He's not <laughs> performing anyway. Just eat the money. 
just move on. Yeah, I, I'd get rid of him as soon as possible. It's too maybe, bad. Actually, maybe, maybe that's what he wants. So maybe like put him on the practice squad, make him suffer. Which is what's well, he's basically <laughs> on the practice squad now. He was yeah. playing, you know, scout team this week and well deserved, and of he course. didn't even travel. Yeah, well, before we move on to, to talking about, uh, you know, the next topic, I, we obviously need to bring up Jones. Um, so, I mean, he is has been a turnover machine. I know he turned over the ball every game except for the last one. He still had a fumble that he managed to recover, thank, thankfully for him. So I'm glad for that. But overall, his play has been left a lot to be desired. Eight touchdowns, nine interceptions, hasn't hit 2K yards yet. Um, he's had moments where he really faltered when it was time to be clutch. I mean, I do like Jones. I don't know what, what you do in the offseason. I mean, I have thoughts on it, which I'll discuss in a little bit. I remember Colin and I, were we watched the rest of the Tampa Bay game together after we got off uh, the pod. And in the end of the game, I was ready to really write him off. And then he starts converting on fourth down and made a couple big plays. I know they didn't win the game, but they came real close, as they usually do. I, I kind of I kind of still believe he's still a young guy. You know, he, his ceiling, he hasn't touched it yet. Um so, Ian, you know, what are your, where, where are your on Jones, and where do you think the Giants should go with him moving forward? I'm very mixed on Jones. I believe I still believe in him. I, I think he has a chance to be the future of this team. He has the mental makeup. He like all the stuff that has been talked about negatively upon him this year, especially like nothing phases him. It's no different than Eli when he was here. Like that's honestly the best comparison I can give to Eli because I'm done with the rest of the comparisons. Because they're nothing alike thereafter. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing that stood out to me, and, and his accuracy was a negative these last two weeks. Because I, I just saw he was just straight out missing open receivers. And that was unlike him prior. Um, but uh, the thing that stood out, and this is like QB 101, but these are things he, he had to work on. And I think he's starting to fix it. It was in the fourth quarter, he got drilled absolutely drilled on the blind side an unblocked player and he had that ball ready for the taking that would on any normal occasion would have been a strip sack and returned for a touchdown yeah. and he held on to it he pocketed it and that to me as small as it is was such a massive uh play for him and just for him moving forward because it kept that turnover count to zero and i hope it gives him some momentum to you know for that second half and Hopefully he steps up. I mean, I, and I will say not having Saquon here for him as that safety net is a major negative that we can't just write off. Like It's great to see the success of the running backs in the running game, but you don't see anything from these runner, running backs in the receiving game. I mean, yeah, yeah. Deion Lewis gives us very, very little. He had that one touchdown versus the Bucks, but outside of that, like it's just, it's minuscule. So I, I'm, I, I'm, the jury's still out. And I think if the Giants do end up in the bottom five, there by default will be QB conversations in the offseason because that would likely also mean Gettleman is gone. So if Gettleman is gone, no one has ties to Jones moving forward. So I think with all that said, let's hope they beat the Eagles. Let's hope they can win a few games they're not expected to. And hopefully he starts to get back to where he showed those glimpses last year and starts to right the ship going into the year three. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation, though, because, you know, when you start picking up those wins and you, you, you start looking a little better and then all of a sudden Gettleman starts thinking the hot seat isn't as hot anymore and you're thinking, well, 
uh, is this where we should be going or, or is this the right direction? Like, yes, of course, wins are good and morale boosting is good, but I like, I, I don't like to tank. Tanking is, is so, uh, and it's just, it's cop out stuff. And I, I get it. If you're a bad team, you want to get better picks, but I don't know if there's a way to win games and still make it obvious that Gettleman needs to go, which it should be already, then that's ideal. I mean, when you're one in seven, or I think he's had one one in seven each of the last three years now he's been GM. They were two and six one year. Okay, sorry. Two and six. <laughs> so four wins in three years in the first half of the season. And if I recall, there were conversations that, you know, the Giants are heading in the right direction because they won two meaningless games at the end of the first year, the end of the second year. And here we go again. We'll probably end up in the same spot because th- there are some winnable games here. They should beat the Eagles. I mean, even though we haven't beaten them for what seems like a decade, we should be competitive and maybe beat the Bengals. I mean, four wins, five wins might win this division. Like, that's how bad it is. <laughs> so, scary. Like, scary. There's, like, I think Mar- Mara and Tish have to be smart enough that there has been so many errors on the part of Gettleman. He's fixed them. Replaced Ogletree with Martinez after that disaster of a trade. Great. Replaced Jenkins after that everything turned upside down with him, as well as Baker, as well as Beal, and got Bradbury. Fantastic. He made the gutsy move for Leonard Williams that we still don't agree with, but he's actually playing the part. He's playing above his franchise tag, which no one expected him to do. So there are some positives, but there's been many negatives. I, I, I love Saquon to death. Drafting him number two, to me, was the wrong move. And I love him. He's my favorite player on this team right now. But doesn't mean he wasn't the wrong pick for that time. So there's a lot of things that I don't agree with him on. But we'll just I, a lot of it, unfortunately, will end up transpiring the whole what, what's going to happen in these last seven games. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, if we want to move on and just kind of talk about what, you know, what we think the Giants should kind of do in the offseason, I know we just kind of touched on it with Jones. So, I mean, right now they have the third pick. I've seen fourth pick too, but they had the Cowboys ahead of them, which doesn't make sense because they lost. So the, the tiebreaker, so they have the third pick. So I think everybody knows who's going to go number one. So I think, you know, barring the Giants not having the number one overall pick. So you have the number one overall pick, you're going to pick Trevor Lawrence. I don't care who is the GM. If, if, you have to do it. I don't care who's on your team. That guy is going to be a really good player in this league. I think everybody knows it. So, you know, besides him. So where we stand right now, I mean, where do you, what do you guys think, like, what, what the Giants should do in the draft? I mean, I personally am, am thinking about, you know, giving Daniel Jones another year and more, more time to develop. I think the offensive line just hasn't given him any time to develop. He's running for his life. He's trying to do too much. He needs to take a step back and, and sort of let the game come to him. I don't think Garrett has been helping him with that either. I think the play calling is a little stale. Maybe he's the only coach that gets turned over in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love to see them draft, uh, you know, Penny Sewell out of Oregon and, and have him. He looks like a guy who's going to be, you know, they say he's going to be the next great left tackle. I know they said that about Andrew Thomas too. Um, either way, if Thomas can succeed better on the right side and you bring in a guy like him on the left, um, it looks like – you know, Lemieux is, is playing really well. And, he, and maybe it isn't Thomas. Sorry. Maybe Thomas plays guard and Pert starts with right tackle. I don't know. Either way, give Jones another shot. This guy shows a lot of versatility in his play. Um, he's got a lot of room to improve, obviously. I mean, Justin Fields is having a great year. 
you have to give some some credit to to his blindside protector for that. I mean, you know, uh, like Dan, where do you where do you think the Giants should go in the draft this year? Um, I think you're right. I think they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, which is the no brainer of the draft. I think, you know, looking at it, otherwise there's only two choices. If Justin Fields is there, I think you have to take him. I like you guys said about Daniel Jones. You know, you what you wanted to write him off last week, but you're feeling better about him this week. I'm not feeling better about him at all this week. Uh, the Redskins turned the ball over five times, and we still barely won that game. Um, mm-hmm. And Jones threw for barely over 200 yards and one touchdown. He he might not be the best quarterback ever, um, but I think his ceiling is is a middle level quarterback. And I think in the NFL, you need to have a real star quarterback to have sustained ability to win games. Um, you might take it, get a shot here and there, but if you want to be competing all the time, you need top-level quarterback play. So I would say Justin Fields looks excellent. He's been lights out this season so far. They've only had, I think, two or three games so far, but he's been absolutely incredible. I think he is almost like a 1B to Trevor Lawrence. Um, but other than that, if you don't do that, they have to trade down. And I guess that's maybe a cop-out, but I think for where this team's at and what they need, um, trade down, get more draft equity, pick up uh, some more pieces for the offensive line, uh, maybe uh, some receiving uh, talent, and, and then and fill up that cornerback spot um, with some, with some more draft equity. Because I think we're seeing it every year. There's more and more uh, NFL ready quarterback play every year. So um, I don't know. Did you guys watch the Notre Dame Clemson game where the no, Trevor I wish Lawrence I did. Backup? <clears throat> that dude, I saw him on the uh, Netflix show uh, Quarterback One. He like replaced another quarterback like as a freshman. Uh, DJ Uwe uh, Angule, I think you said his name. He's uh, from California. He's 6'4", 245 pounds, can throw the ball like 90 yards, literally. He's absolute freak. He's going to be, you know, the first pick in, you know, two drafts from now. So I think it's either for the Giants immediately is get Justin Fields, who I think could be a star quarterback, or get draft equity, which they should be doing for the past five years, but they haven't. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I need to do – I haven't even – broach the, the the topic of, of players. I haven't really been watching college football, and I need to start doing that, but I'll, I'll get into that once the offseason starts. Um, I do agree the offensive line would probably be the, the first pick for me. If Shortly behind that, though, it's it's always edge rusher. And I don't – you guys know who's the consensus number one pass rusher right right now as of this point? I, I think the consensus uh, top pass rusher is probably Gregory Rousseau from Miami. Yeah, okay. um, that's the he, guy. He's highly, highly touted, and I don't think he's the Chase Young type caliber um, the way he was touted last year, but um, he has a shot to be a legitimate difference maker and someone I think the Giants would strongly consider. Would, does he fit? He would fit into a 3-4? I think he could fit anywhere the, the the way he plays. Cool. Six six two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he, he's a good player. I just I mean, defense to me is not the problem. Like, no, I know, you know I know. Need, it's not. And there's even a, a wide receiver at the top of this class too who's really good who they Jamar can look Chase. at. You know. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't draft. Wait, so Colin, are you, are you saying <laughs> uh, if Trevor Lawrence is there isn't there you would go offensive line or would you go Justin Fields if he's there? Uh. I mean, I actually had this conversation with my dad yesterday, and I don't think he he he, he doesn't quite get it yet. But I, I think it's part of like the idea of the forward thinking viewpoint that needs to change about the front office and how they think about 
evaluating players. I, I you look at the Arizona situation with Josh Rosen, and it just it screams uh, a ballsy, uh, good opportunity. If you can get a good quarterback, that all that's going to do is drive up the value for whoever you end up wanting to trade yeah. eventually. Not only that, it would just get the competitive nature possibly out of Daniel Jones. Maybe has him have that next step, and then you have Justin Fields sitting there. Either you get rid of him really quick for some equity, or he sticks around and they fight it out. And then, like, that's a win-win for me. So I actually, that would be my favorite situation, uh, thinking long game. Obviously, if you're going to go easy and not think too much about it, just get the best offensive tackle because that's, that's a need now. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I like the ballsy move more than anything else because it's something we have never really done. So it's time. Uh, Ian, Ian, what are your thoughts? So I'm going on as if Jones is going to be the guy next year. I, I, I truly believe that he's he's going to get a shot to be the guy. I think they're going to win enough games where they're not picking in the top five. I, I truly believe that. I, I personally have sold a offensive tackle out of Oregon, number two overall on my board, and that will not change. That just simply will not change. I think Lawrence and Sewell are the tier 1A lock, uh, locks of this draft. I think everyone there else could be end up becoming as good or better at some point. Fields may end up being better than Lawrence. There might be another offensive tackle that's better, but I think those guys are surefire players that will be good at the very minimum that's going to be their floor um, at the next level but I, I so I don't think Sewell's going to be an option I think Parsons could be an option but I think with the emergence of Martinez I think like, having another inside linebacker there they could go that route but I think they'll go one of two two routes I think Rousseau is going to be an option I think they they have to find that pass rusher that tier one pass rusher but to me, right now, I'm leaning towards Patrick Sertan, um, his or his son. Second. Patrick oh, wow. Second. That's awesome. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize he was coming in. He, he is a legitimate CB1 cornerback lockdown cover corner that, you know, you see it in Miami right now, the, what they do with two premier cornerbacks. When you have two sh- legitimate shutdown potential cornerbacks, you take that entire side, either side away from an opposing offense in a passing league. And I think it opens up so many things to the defense. Yes, we have so many concerns on offense, um, less so on defense. But I think you put Bradbury in a legitimate potential CB1 across from him. And I know Gettleman has failed over and over again. And who knows if he'll get another shot to draft. But to me, that's where my head is leaning right now. Um, that could change. The one thing I will say is I, I will absolutely not take a wide receiver if the Giants are selecting in the top 10. No absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I think wide receivers now in, in, in college football, uh, the, the crop is just so uber talented. It's crazy. And the quality that is coming year after year now, it's only getting better. And this year, I mean, it could end up being just as good, if not better than last year. Yeah. And that's just saying something. Um, so I would wait. And, and I do think wide receiver has to be addressed in the offseason. I mean, everyone knows Allen Robinson. He's been the number one name that people talk about. Um, Godwin's also a free agent. Um, Galladay is a free agent. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. There's a lot of crop out there. Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Keenan, I think, signed an extension, I believe. But – 
Oh, did he? Um, okay, okay. I think so. I think he did. He maybe he maybe he didn't. But with Juju in particular, the Steelers are in cap hell coming into next year. Um, so that's the one that I keep my eye on just from he might slip away. They won't be able to franchise him, I don't believe. So, like, with Allen Robinson, we don't know. Um, but either way, yeah. even if they sign a wide receiver one in free agency to pair with Shepard and Slayton, um, I do believe they should draft one. Um, I think they should draft a wide receiver, no questions asked. I, I think it's so deep, the crop now, yeah. that they just have to keep taking some of these guys. These later round guys are performing, and I want to I wanna see more of that from this team rather than now have to rely on an undrafted free agent in Mac, which has been a bright <laughs> surprise and hopefully it continues, but that's very rare. There's not a lot of Victor Cruz's that are coming around. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that, the, that being said, you know, I think we've kind of jumped on the fact that giants really need offensive line, edge rusher, cornerback wide receiver. So in, in beyond the draft there, you know, Ian just mentioned that there are a lot of good guys uh, on wide out. I think that's a position. You're right. We don't, you don't go wide out in the top five. It's, it's a little bit of a risk for me. Yeah. So yeah, any of those guys you mentioned would be a great addition to this team. Um, if you look at the offensive line, you know, I usually, uh, you know, left tackles, premium left tackles, I'm never going to hit the market. We have like Ronnie Stanley and David Bakhtiari, which I want you guys to know that I looked up how to pronounce his name before the podcast. Because it's spelled very strangely. It is. I, and you even have, like, Trent Williams out there. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to get that or not. I, I feel like in free agency, they really should go for the, the edge rusher. Should be the guy they look at. And, and I love yeah. Shaquille Barrett. And I think Matt Judon is actually the guy that should go after. Yeah. I think you can get him to a good deal. He's a good player. He plays well on that outside linebacker spot from a, a 3-4 defense. He's someone I really want the Giants to look for. And, and, I mean, there are cornerbacks out there, too. Um, I think Jason McCourty's a guy that the Giants look at. I mean, his play isn't as good as it has been in years past, but he's familiar with Judge. Um, he could be, you know, maybe not the, the kind of shutdown guy that Ian was talking about, but if, you know, you're you're in a cap situation where you can't really spend the money and you don't get that pick, um, I veteran. think he's a good way to go. A veteran presence there. Yeah, Colin, I mean, is there anyone – what do you think? Uh, free agent wise, I, I'd have to take a look at the list. I mean, like I'm just looking game to game right now and just trying to see what they can squeeze out. Positivity, uh, actually, right now it they're looking to next year to see who, who's going to be sticking around. That's really what this is. I mean, we, we went from not having a preseason to being in the middle of the season, and now we're evaluating for next season, which is hilarious. I mean, but it, the, why not? I mean, I we're know. at the midway point through the season. We we are where we are. It's it's worth the conversation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, well, here here. Of course. Yeah. Well, here's. I the, hope. I hope in, in 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 eight weeks we're having doing a playoff preview and well, not talking about next year. I was just about to say that. We're in the midway of the that. season. There's no reason not to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that because uh, I wanted to know. I think it was Seattle, but what was the worst record getting into the playoffs? Was it seven and nine? Was that the absolute? Yeah, worst? they were seven and nine that year, and I think that was the year Brady was out and Matt Castle was quarterback, and they went like ten and six, but didn't make the playoff. Or, no, maybe that was a separate year, but that was another year when someone had a losing record. Obviously, different uh, conferences, so that doesn't make any sense. Well, but, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think know, so, yeah. I remember Seahawks seven and nine, and that was when they started having a discussion to change the rules. I think if like a five win team makes the playoffs in the NFC East, they change the rules. They have to. They have to. <laughs> and I, you know what? I want it to be the Giants to make that rule change. Let's get into the playoffs for no good reason at all. And make a run again. How about it? And the Giants, yeah, the Giants would be the team, like they have been the last two times they won, is to sneak in with the wild card and find a way to do some damage in the playoffs. Absolutely. Man, wouldn't that be a day yeah. for us to yeah. just talk about that? And everyone would hate us, 
and it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the offensive yeah. line c- keeps coming together like it has been, I really think this team can can show vast improvement. And yeah. a lot of it's going to be on Jones' shoulder. But Garrett needs to be more friendly to him. And, and you know, I really love that they what, they ran 70 plays, like or 69 plays, 35 pass, 34 nice. rush. That's, that's what you want to see when you have a young quarterback. Um, you know, so if we want to just like uh, hop forward, just think about next week against the Eagles. Uh, so I'll just I'll just rattle this off as I always do. Giants remain thirty first in offense. Eagles twenty seven. Giants are again middle of the pack defense. Fifteen. Eagles ten. Um, they met last time. The game was close. It was a pretty heart wrenching ending for me. I know for a lot of people. That being said, this is a huge, huge game for the worst division in NFL history. Um, what Dan? What what are you, what are your thoughts on this game? And, and what do the Giants need to do to win? I mean, I think if the Giants play like they did the past two games, I think they could win. Uh, the Eagles have looked really bad. Um, I think Carson Wentz has been turning around his play a little bit these past few weeks. He looked absolutely awful at the, the beginning of the season. Um, but the Eagles are still a talented team. I, I, I can't quite figure out what's going on there. I guess they're just ravaged by injuries on the offensive line. Um, but I nothing's I didn't take nothing for granted in this matchup. I feel like the Giants are are facing an uphill battle no matter how much the odds are stacked in their favor. Uh, I just like to see uh, more again cohesion progression with the offensive line uh, and some of the young guys stepping up. The defense is playing great, so maybe the offense can bail them out a little bit this game. Ah. Uh. Gosh, anytime it's the Eagles, I just assume we're going to lose because that seems like that's what's happening every time we play them. I have hope going in, and then the Giants just play down to the competition over and over again. So I, I'm not exactly optimistic, but at the same time, like if there was a game to finally push through, it's the Eagles are decimated with injuries all over the place. They have a few guys that have come back. They don't have Earth, which has been a giant killer forever. Um, I'm, sh- you know, if we're lucky, we don't have to have Boston Scott be the number one guy because he's a giant <laughs> killer now himself. Oh, yes. certainly. Is. But, but I think a lot will depend on what happens with this offensive line. I assume Will Hernandez is going to be back, but again. I'm pretty sure that what they're doing with Parrot, they're going to do the same with Lemieux and rotate him in. So we may see the biggest healthy rotation of offensive linemen we've ever seen <laughs> a team go through in a single game. So I'm, I, I'm very curious how that's going to pan out. I'd like to see more of Lemieux, less of Hernandez. I'm, I'm not high in Hernandez right now. I think there's, there's a reason why Thomas's best two games have come in the last two weeks, I, I think Lemieux is a big part of that. I think it's not just his quality of, of his play, but it's his attitude, his mauler mentality. I just love everything he brings to the table. Um, so I, I think if the offensive line plays well and they find a way to get Slayton involved, because I don't like seeing Slayton just completely invisible. It, it, he's too talented not to be featured the way he has been in like every other game, it seems. this year so I think if you get Slayton involved and the defense shows up like they have been but they do it for at least three of the four quarters not just a half um because Alex Smith just abused the Giants defense and this wasn't this is Alex Smith who hadn't thrown a touchdown in uh, two plus years until last week 
and he looked like the Alex Smith of old. So I, I don't want that to happen because Wentz, as bad as he's been, like he could just tear us apart like he has in many, many games he, uh, so far in his career. So I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess, is the best uh, way I can put it. But I'm not expecting a victory by any means. I'll be happy if we can get it and actually have a real shot at contention. Um, but if they lose this one, I think we've said this a lot. If they lose this one, they're out. I think this is the one. If they lose this one, <laughs> like they're finally out. Yeah. yeah. If Mentally. they win, who the hell knows? I, I, you, you took, you took the words right out of my mouth with Hernandez. I, I, uh, he's the odd man out and the clear, uh, problem on the left side of that line for sure which it kind of permeated through the rest of it because he goes out and Lemieux comes in and it's just this shot of energy and the guy's smart enough to do what he needs to do instantly and it didn't seem to have many uh mistakes or anything like that so I want to see that continue I think even if Hernandez is back he doesn't start this weekend if they're smart don't even bother ride the hot hand basically for of this situation and you know, maybe he gets in on some, like, swing tackle situations or, like, put him in as a fullback on the goal line. I don't want to see him playing left guard at all right now, um, especially with Thomas looking as good as he, you know, not consistently good, but better the last two weeks than he has the whole season. So between that and uh, having the offense help out the defense and not have them have to be on the field as much as they have been, I think that's the, the key to... Uh, winning this weekend, and I'm I'm right there with you in, in the cautious optimism. It can it can go either way. It's like a coin flip, so we shall see. So ca- cautiously optimistic, Colin. I'll start with you because I know this is your least favorite part of doing the podcast. What's the score? Well, I think that uh, the Giants are Eddie Murphy as the donkey, and uh, we are going to take Carson Wentz and his Shrek face for a ride this weekend. I think we win twenty-one twelve. All right, Ian. So I I have to believe it's going to happen once and for all. I think they're going to break through. I pray to God they break through. Um, I, I'm going with 24-20 Giants, and I think it's going to be the defense that makes the stop on the last drive of the game, which normally they would never do <laughs> um, or rarely do, and – Stop Wentz from putting up that last touchdown and win it. Nice, Dan. Yeah, everything in my my brain and my body is saying that not to take the Giants in this game, um, but I feel like something's happening and, and they're, they're playing hard. And it doesn't take much to win an NFC East. So I'm going to say uh, Eagles 25, Giants 28. All right. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the Giants in this game, oh, too. This is awful. Uh, and, oh, no. NFC, <laughs> NFC East, NFC East matchup, you never know what can happen. Everybody sucks. Every team is bad. All I know about this game is it's definitely going to be a close game. I go Giants 20-7. to 7. First, first take it time, back. First, yeah, first time we've all actually said that they were going to win. So that's, that's... This is a, like Ian has said, it's a must win. Yeah, I want to yeah, believe, too. <laughs> you got that Fox Mulder poster in your room. all right thanks again uh thanks guys for joining us tonight um you know please subscribe to big blue united on twitter facebook and instagram subscribe shoot us an email big blue united podcast at gmail.com uh and you know buy some knockarounds uh that's all we got for you tonight um have a good night everybody good night i'm ashamed